0: get the mic. Honey, i got something to say. Uh, uh, ooh, I like that. Can uh, you that up uh, hey, um, um, ooh. Ooh. Hey. No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up, what's up? (laughs) It's your girl Maj, and I am back with another episode of Ask Maj, the podcast, where I am spilling all the real tea. Now, I am so excited for our guest today, Miss Carissa Mitchell, who is a senior fashion and beauty editor at Teen Vogue, personal stylist, designer, and DJ. Hey, Carissa, girl. Hi.
1: So happy to be here. Are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling refreshed. I feel blessed. I feel Aligned. Good, good, good. Now, you know what, Chris and I, we were
0: messing around with her background before we went live. And so I'm so excited for you all to hear everything that she has to say about her fashion and beauty journey. Um, so, and please appreciate the background. Please appreciate the mannequin there. Um, and and the mood board in the back, like please appreciate that because we worked on that right before uh, we went live. But Chris, I'm super excited to jump into this conversation um, and and hear more about your journey. And Carissa was just promoted um, at Teen Vogue to senior fashion and beauty editor. So congratulations, Carissa. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, You know, I have a segment on my podcast where I do um, solo episodes and I have a, a, um, it's called Shine, Black Girl Shine. And so this is a Shine, Black Girl Shine moment um, for Carissa to be promoted and to be doing all the amazing things that she's doing. But again, super excited to jump into this conversation. So Carissa, talk a little bit about how you discovered your passion for fashion.
1: Um, I feel like my passion for fashion was actually discovered by Tumblr. <laughs> like when we were all in the mm-hmm. Tumblr age, I think mm-hmm. like it was like two thousand and nine to two thousand and eleven that was when i really knew that like okay wait i think i'm into fashion because i didn't really spend a lot of time on the internet before high school Mm -hmm. like i'm a bookworm and i just watch a lot of tv like it was never internet and i've always been a um student athlete so like never even had time for the internet yeah and then um i think obviously the older i got the more you know like we got on twitter and instagram became a thing and then mood boards and tumblr and pinterest and i started seeing like You know, I didn't really notice that before the Internet, we weren't really seeing other people in other areas. Yeah. So when I started seeing like I would have an idea like, dang, or I I wanted to wear tights under my shorts, but I wanted to rip them up, you know. But Mm -hmm. like, I don't want people to judge me. I don't want people to like not understand and think it's dumb. And then I get on Tumblr and it's a thing like in Paris, they've been doing that. And I didn't know that. So like then I think it just kind of gave me the confidence to like do all those things that I was already thinking on top of following trends. Cause I'm not gonna pretend like everything I do is just so original. Like (laughs) I was following trends too, like everyone else, but I didn't have the confidence to I think follow certain trends that I was into until I saw everyone else do it, which is normal when you're so impressionable, ninth grade, you don't want to look dumb. So from there I got my confidence to look dumb Yeah. And then I started like actually doing things that I haven't seen before and like pushing boundaries and like seeing Rihanna wear something and dumbing it down to something I could also do, you know, like Doc Martens with a prairie dress. Like I did that in 10th grade, like and everybody was looking at me like it was cool because Rihanna did it. Right. right. Nobody else would go to the thrift store and try to find something that looked like her. So I was really, I wanna say like one of like five people at my high school that were like willing to take fashion risks. Yeah. And I didn't take it as me being a trendsetter or best dressed or anything like that. I just thought that I was bored and creative. (laughs) So it wasn't until college where I knew that there was like a job for that and like, oh, people are getting paid to like have and be creative. I didn't know that. And I just mixed it with my love for journalism because I do love to read first. I'm a huge bookworm, love to read. And um, that's like, you know, birthed my love for writing. Eventually I want to be an author someday. But I was like, how can I mix fashion and journalism? And that was editorial, magazines. So I decided that I want to work in magazines. I left A&T and was like, I'm either going to London, Paris or New York if I want to do fashion. So I went to New York um lived in the ladies attic in queens for a little while worked at olive garden worked at like retail like just whatever jobs um and when i got to new york i was super intimidated like didn't want to go outside didn't want to use a train by myself <laughs> like everybody's looking at me like oh she must not be from here you know so i was like really really nervous about getting outside and um i just was like i don't know how to do anything but school so i decided to go to school
0: because yeah, I was like yeah. that'll get me
1: outside it'll give me something to do I'm not just floating
0: yeah, so I went yeah. and got my
1: masters at LIM um, I went for my masters she did not earn it okay? <laughs> but I did go I took a couple classes um, um, so I started my masters and then It actually didn't work out because I hit the ground running and I didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. So basically when I got my master's, they told us like, oh, you have to have an internship. So in order to get my internship, you know what? That also birthed me going to get my master's because I wanted to intern at this magazine and you had to have college credit. Mm -hmm. So that was just another thing that was like, yeah, I'm going to school (laughs) because I got to have college credit. Looking back on it, I wouldn't have done it because it wasn't necessary, but I was Mm -hmm. so quick with it. I didn't. Yeah. I was just thinking like, I'm in New York, I gotta start now. I didn't even think about it. So I was very impulsive, went to school, boom, that happened, had my internship. And then I started assisting a stylist. And when I was assisting him, it just snowballed. So like, Mm-mm. I couldn't even get to class because I was on set. Like I was doing everything I wanted to do already. Yeah. Like, why am, I going to, why am I going to class? So I tried to make it, I mean, I, my grades were great. It was just the type of situation where a certain amount of classes you miss, you lose a letter grade. Mm. So it was like, I was missing so many classes. It didn't matter how much homework I did. Like, yeah. yeah. So at some point they were just like, whatever, sorry, we gotta let you go. But it's crazy because I still, to this day, I do panels at that school. Wow. Like, they're like, I am alum. And I'm like, y'all don't know. <laughs> like, but it would be nice yeah. to get like complimentary something. Honorary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Honorary, complimentary, listen to me. <laughs> Honorary something, because at this point, I done did like three different seminars. Right, right. right. So, yeah, I didn't earn my master's, but I went for it, and that was my intention. Yeah. And then um, it snowballed into me styling, and then I became so good of an assistant that I took, I guess, a leap of faith on myself and was like, yeah, let's see if I can do it myself, because really, one of my, one of the people that I was assisting, he missed his flight. And when he misses flight, Ooh. I had to style Bella Hadid by myself. Oh wait,
0: okay, wait, wait, you get, you get, you're getting too far. You get too far. I'm so excited to talk about your your styling uh, experience and uh, who you've worked with. Um, so you're getting ahead of me. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about you. Kind of mentioned, you know, mixing your passion for uh, fashion and journalism. Um, and you you led me into my next point, which is amazing. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing at Teen Vogue, right? Because you got that kind of passion and then we'll jump into personal stylist and, and all those good things. So tell us about what you're doing at Teen Vogue and how you've been able to kind of mix your passion for fashion and then that editorial reading, writing passion.
1: So at uh, Teen Vogue is so crazy because this is literally my dream job. Like I literally said in college, I want to be an editor. It was an editor at Nylon at first and then it spiraled into team vogue but i can't believe i'm here um so the job really is like i was so nervous about not getting it because i'm just the jack of all trades and sometimes people like need you to focus like hey what do you do right like not what you're good at but like what what do you do do? do do? because i have so many things like i can do i can do that and i'm really good at it and i also so, like, it was like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to be an editor? Like, what? I hope I don't have to do one thing in the shop. Yeah. Girl, senior fashion and beauty editor, let me tell you. Tell a job for me because <laughs> I get to style. Like, I'm not the sole stylist or anything. Yeah. There is, um, we do have a fashion editor. And mm-hmm. that's her lane. Like, um, Chesmini, that's her name. She is the one who does most of the styling, most of the super, super fashion heavy stuff. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but me, I'm more so the editorial side. So I'm writing the fashion stories or if I have an idea for a fashion shoot, I can do that. Like if I have an idea for one, we can shoot it. I can style it if I want to, or I can hire a stylist to do it, or I can tell, hand it to Chazmini, like, you know what I mean? So it's very like, I can float amongst every single hat that I've ever worn. Like I get to write articles, I get to style things if I want to. I get to hire stylists, which is, I have a passion for casting that like is so, so like now I get to like cast the stylist and decide who's the best MUA for this shoot. Like, you know, and like creative direction. You were there in college when I used to just Mm do shoes for Mm -hmm. no reason. And like now I can literally say, oh my God, I like this girl's music. Let me check her out and then pitch a fashion shoot to them if I want yes. to. And the beauty side of it is all new to me because um, I'm like innately a beauty girl because I'm a girl, mm-hmm. but I'm not like super beauty focused. Like, oh, my God, I know everything. I know what Anastasia is like, yeah, <laughs> but now that I'm in the beauty era, like, it makes more sense for me growing as a woman because I'm starting to get to that stage where I'm going to need a routine. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm becoming like a 30 year old and like now <laughs> we need serums at night and stuff. Like, so I'm learning as I go, but it's very, just a genuine title for me. Like beauty, duh, like you can't be a female and not be into beauty. That's a thing. <laughs> right. And then like fashion is just mostly my background and mm-hmm. i'm such a reader that writing comes naturally so yeah. it was really nice to um start doing and especially a place like Teen vogue because i feel like not even i feel like for sure teen vogue is a place where i feel like people aren't reading anymore mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. but people read Teen vogue and mm-hmm, that's really mm-hmm. nice to know because we really shake the table with things like i think like the johnny depp um Uh, what is it, the Johnny Depp verdict came out. Mm -hmm. You know, all Mm -hmm. the other outlets are like, this happened, this happened, this Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. Team Vogue is like, this happened and this is how we feel about it because why would they do that? Right. Like, you know, and then like, even with the slap with Chris Rock, like everybody was like, oh my God, Chris Rock got slapped, Chris Rock got slapped. Team Vogue said, Chris Rock got slapped and this is not a problem for white women and this is why.
0: Mm. Like, it's always something that
1: really like, Like, now you you want to read. Right. What y'all doing over there? Let me know. Yeah. We shaking the table, girl. So I'm happy that I'm in a space where, like, my ideas are trusted. Like, there's not, like, a tradition or, like, we don't usually do stories like that. Mm. Like, you know, they're not trying to mold me into anything. They're literally, like, come take control of the fashion and beauty sector. Like, what should we be talking about? What are your ideas? How can we start? Are you finished? Can we do it now? Right. They're so cool. So, um, I love that about team though. Oh, and like I love almost that. everybody is p- uh, a person of color. Yeah. What? Everyone, wow. my whole team. I think it's like literally all of us, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 So very diverse. Love mm-hmm,
0: that. Mm-hmm. That is so amazing. And, you know, this is a special moment for me because Chris and I went to school together, studied the same thing. Yeah. Um, and she is just out here flourishing and, and being able to. I guess combine all of your passions into one job and be the senior at the job. I think it's such an amazing thing. Like, love that for you. 100%. This is my first salary role. Oh come on. Like, we talk about black girl magic. Shine, black girl, shine, baby. This is it. This is the definition. Um, yeah. now, now I want to kind of go back into um what you were talking about when you mentioned, you know, being an assistant um to the stylist, right? So talk a little bit about um how you ventured into. Um, being the assistant and then kind of going into personal styling. So that is another hat that Carissa wears um, and she's talked about her passion for that. So go back to that story and kind of lead us um, into
1: that. I quite literally DM'd. Like I just direct messaged this stylist and was like, hey, I want to help if you need help. And a lot of people don't know, girl, now that I've been a stylist, like DM us. We need the help. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So like um, I DM'd him it worked out. My first, like, very first assistant job was Cardi B, and oh. it was like loving hip hop Cardi B. Like, Cardi. Before it was like Cardi. Like, she was like loving hip hop Cardi B, but she knew that she was Cardi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how yeah, it was yeah. like. yeah, <laughs> It was still fun to work with her because all the whole time she knew that she was about to be this person. So, like, um, but you know, like brands back then, they weren't really like, you know, they were very hesitant to get to her because she wasn't mm. loved by everyone first. And yeah. I hate that about the brand sometimes. Like, you gotta just see the vision. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? So now everybody's throwing clothes at her, but right, like, right. when we were assisting, it was like pulling teeth. Like, mm. it was really hard. And it wasn't even her fault. It's really just the brands not being ahead of the culture and knowing what's up and coming. Like, yeah. So that was difficult, but working with her was really fun. Um, Then we worked with Kiki Palmer. That was really fun. All the same assistant, um, assisting job. And then um, basically like one moment I was assisting another stylist and he missed his flight. And then I had to do it on my own, which was not even an exciting moment for me because I was young and scared. And it was like the Bella Hadid. So I'm like... (laughs) um hey yeah i know i'm not him he misses. i'm so sorry can you like i was just nervous and like bella's super sweet so down to earth and she wasn't even 21 when it happened like it was she was younger but it was really cool and like we she hated everything i had and um but she was so nice about it and she was like let's just go through my closet like let's just go to my closet i was like fine so we got her dressed in her closet it was super sweet so nice and then um, I before I left I gave her I gifted her one of these dresses that I would love to see her in literally off the record not even had anything to do with a stylist or anything yeah. I was just like I know I'm not your stylist but I think this dress will look really good on you and if you wore it it'd be really nice and she was like <laughs> okay like, just leave it with my doorman. And I'm thinking like, this ain't never gonna make it to her. Like, (laughs) she's about to go to Aspen the next weekend. Like, it was a whole thing. So I was like, oh, whatever. I left it with the doorman. I felt stupid because now I don't have the dress anymore to give anybody. (laughs) And she wore it. Wow. Like um, like two months later. She wore it, and it was like a whole thing. And then every time she saw me after that, she's like, "I wear your dress." I wear. So that was really sweet, and that let me know, like, okay, Chrissy, you have the eye. Like, if a freaking supermodel liked what you put her in, like I think you kind of got the eye. So now you just gotta get the logistic part. Yeah. So like the more I assisted, the more they trusted me with the emails rather than just the errands. And then once I got the emails down, it was like only a matter of time before I knew how to tell someone else to do the errands.
0: Yeah. So then I had an assistant,
1: I had an intern, yeah, and then it just spiraled and took off. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Kiki Palmer, Cardi B, before
0: she was the Cardi B, uh, Bella Hadid. What is it like working with these celebrities? I know you
1: said Bella was super sweet, but I know you said you were nervous. This was your first time. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Usually, well, not even usually. I'm not going to say that because I don't want another stylist listening to this. Like, girl, you lied. But (laughs) most of my experience, speaking about me, my horror stories are with the stylist. (laughs) not even the talent Mm -hmm. like usually the talent is the pleasant nice it's the stylist that can be like ah, like really scary and just like oh my god like i've I've had some really chaotic stories with a few stylists but yeah usually the talent is really easy to work with yeah and um i don't know the only thing that i would say is like difficult sometimes is getting your talent to have an open mind Mm -hmm. because like you know like Cardi B, for example, back in 2016, we probably couldn't get her to wear the green sunflower that she wore Mm -mm. walking through Paris. Like Mm -hmm. that would have been like that girl, no, like I'm a little crazy, but now she gets that this is couture, like couture is art. Like you're walking art. It's what's like, you know, like that was a way better, bigger statement than all black with some shades. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But like, no offense to her, obviously, because Cardi always had it. But like, I think back then, obviously it was like really, really hard to get her to understand like the art. Yeah, more mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. than like being sexy and you know like desired and pleasing everyone like introduce yeah. your audience to something we've never seen like yeah but yeah. now she's doing that with colin and everyone else so that's great because we always knew she had that in her and i feel like i've worked with a lot of um artists who sometimes they're like okay if you think so yeah <laughs> and then sometimes people are like absolutely not. yeah that's not my brand yeah so it depends like Sometimes you're dressing the artist for what exactly they want. And mm. then other times you have an artist that's like, take the wheel. I trust you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, but we- I don't like one better
0: than the other. Yeah. They're both, like, just, yeah. just yeah. job. Yeah. 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 Is, is it ever hard when you have to do it, I guess, like based on their brand? Uh, when I have
1: to do it based on their brand, yes, because yeah. then my interpretation might not be yours or earned right, not. Right. Right. And yeah. then you're like, I look like I will wear that. You know, like be for real, right? Right. And I'll (laughs) be like, so sometimes, or I've never had that situation, but one situation that I did have is when somebody asked me for Mm sequins, I gave them Mm sequins, and it's not what they ended up wanting. Mm -hmm. Like it's like they thought they knew what they wanted, but actually, let's not. Yeah, let's not do that at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's Mm -hmm. like you know, it wasn't my fault or your fault. It just didn't end up finding its way in it like the entire project. It didn't yeah. work. Mm-hmm. So that's happened before. But even that, it gets frustrating because now I have one more day and I just mm. spent three days getting sequenced. Yeah. So now that we're switching the entire thing on its head on the last day, it's like, what? But usually when things go wrong, I've realized that they go better. So like...
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. love that. That was that good. all the time. Every
1: time, I feel like it's not going to be a good project if something doesn't go wrong.
0: Mm. Ooh, say that again. That's you good. said sometimes when things go wrong, they actually go better. Don't you say yeah. that? That's yeah. good. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> okay, so, Carissa, when you style these celebrities, when you style these big names, and mm. you see them on the cover of these magazines, you see them at the shows with something that you style them in, like, what does that moment mean for you? What do those moments
1: mean for you? Um, You know what? I mean, it's always great to get them dressed. I love... When the girls are confident and excited, they're on a car. but I think like the best best part is when you see their comments. <laughs> like when they post their picture, I treat it like my picture, and I go under their comments like they like it, <laughs> and I'm just reading people say like, uh, uh-uh, girl, this was not it, or like, oh I yeah, love this. like oh my god, so good, like yeah, I love when <laughs> they do that. So like. Yeah, I guess the moment where I see that her fans or his fans loved it, that's the moment for me that's like, it's not even a celebratory moment. It's more of like at the end of the day when you take your pants off. Like, I just feel like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yeah well, we did it we did it joe like that's yeah. literally how i feel like we made it girl yeah yeah and that's like i don't celebrate until the returns are done
0: mm.
1: like after the shoot and she returns everything to me and then we dry clean it and we return it to the brand on time and then i get paid and i can pay my assistance that's when it's like the job is done. but, but by, by it, you right. then you don't even get to celebrate because you're working on another job yeah so, I don't know. It's just like a never ending thing. I don't think I ever get to have the yay, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. When
1: I got the Team Vogue job, like to this day, I did not celebrate. Like I was working. When Girl, I- let me go find you some pink rose because <laughs> that is amazing. I was working when I got that job. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: You know, and I think it's so important, I guess, that you noted that because in our, I guess, age range, like that's what we do, right? Like we have these moments that should be celebrated, but we're so focused on like what the next thing is. Like we're working on the next thing, we're looking forward to the next thing, we're planning the next thing. Um, But celebrate your moments, girl, celebrate your moments. Um, Now, you know, I just learned that Carissa is a designer, right, jack of many trades. I'm talking editor, personal stylist, designer and dj so we'll get into just dj in, in a second but tell me about this designer hat that you wear
1: uh literally 2020 man the girls needed money okay you got your bag yeah so 2020 <laughs> happened on um, the pandemic and i was getting um, unemployment mm-hmm. and everybody got feeling that got unemployment y'all <laughs> know we was getting way, <laughs> way, 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 way the girls were rich okay so i was like <laughs> I'm gonna be smart about this. Like, I'm not gonna just take the money and then be looking later like, damn, where did I spend all of that? At? Right, right. You yeah. know, I was like, nah, I'm gonna start a brand. Cause I always wanted to, it was always a thing in my head, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the money, number one. And also like, I don't know, just constant self doubt. Like, just yeah. like, oh girl, like, is it gonna be that one thing you did that one time? Like, <laughs> don't start something and can't get it. That's where right. I was. But it kept coming up, like, I don't know, like the, I feel like just the brand name, like the brand name I came up with, I heard it in so many conversations Mm. and it just kept coming up. Like everybody was like, well, yeah, you know, that would be the best case. Like, yeah, you know, in best case scenario if blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, God is trying to tell me. Right. He's trying to tell me. And so I used it in that moment to like create best case scenario, my brand. And um, best case scenario is inspired by boys but it's for girls like it's like it's just one of those brands where like I don't want you to think about too much because I feel like when men get dressed they don't think as hard as we think like yeah yeah, they don't they don't yeah and not that getting dressed isn't that hard because maybe it is (laughs) like it is hard (laughs) but I just wanted to be like one of those brands that's just like effortlessly cool like you Mm -hmm. put on a supreme shirt and it's already a fit because it's supreme like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even have to do much. Like, yeah, so I want to be one of those brands where, like, the signature or, like, I don't know, even how, what's his name, Virgil has the shoes that just say shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, with the quotations. Mm-hmm. Like, But you know, it's off-white. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so it's more of, like, the branding and the brand identity for me. I don't feel like it's enough brands out that like have a really really strong brand identity like everything's Mm -hmm. getting lost in the label the label the label but it's like what do they stand for like do you even agree with their like you know like I wore off-white and I wore Louis because of Virgil Mm -hmm. and because of what Virgil stood for and he's Mm -hmm. always giving back to the community community and he's always like at different colleges doing TED talks and I appreciated that and I met him in person and had a like one-on-one serious conversation with him so I'm like Supporting him is amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I want people to feel like that about my clothes. Like, I want them to just feel like these are clothes meant for cool people, not clothes that are meant to make you cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have a, for example, I'm going to mention, like, this one design that I was so nervous about coming out with. Like, I I made a sweater. I made denim. I made um, a dress. Like, everything. Mulatto wore my dress. Like, it was, like, good moments that I had. But, My favorite design was this shirt that said pants on it. And like I came up with the idea of that like in college, like ninth, not ninth grade, uh, freshman year of college freshman year of college I was like dang I want to make a shirt that say pants like just being annoying (laughs) like that's just who I am my personality but I never did it because I was like "Mm, nobody's gonna laugh nobody's gonna get it everybody's gonna think it's lame like I'm not gonna be able to call myself a designer because I made a t-shirt like you know but like yeah I am because nobody made a shirt that said pants Nobody did that. And I think it's hilarious. And especially after Virgil showed me that you can really do whatever you want. Right, right. And like your customer is your customer. Like, Mm -hmm. don't worry about nobody. Worry about who you're designing for. And like, once I did that, I was like, "Mm, the people who understand the best case scenario ethos is going to buy this yeah so like it sold out immediately and a lot of people asked me to restock it and I'm like oh my god that's so crazy (laughs) but yeah and like now I have another thing coming out it's been two years since I started the brand I think it's been a year since I last dropped I last dropped in May so yeah it's been a year since I dropped and I had a problem with forcing myself to drop and Mm -hmm. hurrying up to keep myself relevant and like it doesn't matter like Balenciaga can stop and not drop anything till 2024 and I'm going to be right yeah, there. Right, right there at the store door. Yeah, because I love Balenciaga. <laughs> so I just feel like it's people who support me, people who really care about the brand and like, I wanted to make sure it wasn't one of those things where like, you have to know Carissa to want to support. Mm-hmm. Like, some people just like the name. And so they just buy my t-shirt that says best case scenario. They don't even know the girl. Like, I just, I'm with the best case scenario all the time. Okay. Like, so like, it's cool. I'm having a good time with it and I'm just having fun and yeah, when I'm about to drop. I was very, very nervous about it at first. But driving? Yes, it's going to be fun. You guys are going to love it. Oh, that is so exciting. I, like, I am
0: on a high from just hearing about um, you being able to just mix all of your passions and, yeah. you know, and do what you love, you know, do things that make you happy. And then in turn, you know, making other people happy, you know, through your designs, through what you write, you know, through styling and making making women, you know, feel confident about themselves. And I mean, it's like it's so I
1: important. said, sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead, go ahead. It's like I said, um, when things don't go right, like 2020, I had just started DJing 2019. So I was just starting to get my feet wet. I just got my job at Teen Vogue. I was so excited. And then I got laid off because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Then I couldn't DJ anymore because everything was closed. Mm -hmm. But then I got all that money that birthed my brand. You know what I mean? Like I would have never started my brand if the pandemic didn't happen. So like, yeah, sometimes things just gotta go wrong.
0: I love trying. that. I'm gonna write that on my, on my, on my whiteboard, near my desk. Yeah, okay. things gotta go wrong for them to go right. <laughs> so things gotta go wrong for them to go right. Oh, I love that so <laughs> much. Okay, so Carissa, you mentioned DJing, right? So let me just break this down for y'all because I don't think you, you heard me in the beginning. Because uh, uh, Carissa is a um, senior beauty and fashion editor at Teen Vogue, a personal stylist, a designer. She has her own brand and a DJ. I mean, talk about Giacomini Trace. Talk about this, this DJing thing. Like,
1: talk about... How did that come about? It's and funny. Tell you, yeah. Then DJing came about because I got fired. Mm-hmm. I got fired from my dream job, y'all. I was working at... Um, I was working at L Magazine. Oh, my God. And yes. I got fired. And it broke my little achy-breaky heart, man. <laughs> oh. But honestly, like, when I got fired, I, I really thought, like, oh, my God, like this is it for me. Like, I was like, God gave me my dream job and I fumbled it. Like, I'm not going to get a second chance. Like, you know, like that's just mm. how immediately I was feeling. Obviously, that's mm. much, but, Um, anyway, in that moment, I realized that I really, I really, um, attributed my happiness to my career. Mm. And I really was just like, bro, like I wasn't Carissa. I was Carissa at L. Like Carissa from L. Yeah. So then that's when I was like, when I didn't have L, I felt like, who is Carissa? Right, right, right. yeah. I don't even have the job anymore. So am I important anymore? Does anybody care about what I have to say anymore because I don't have the credential anymore? Like, so that was my wake up call that I need to be the brand. Like, I don't need to be working for somebody. I am the brand. So I was like, I'm the brand, actually. So I, I went to a few, um, DJ says to my homeboy, and he was like, yo, you know, you're the only person that every set I go to, you know every song I play. Like, nobody knows every song I play. I think that's so crazy. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, man, you need to, you need to learn to DJ for real. And he was like, because everybody can press the buttons, but mostly what makes a good DJ is a song selection. Right, real. right. So really. he was like, but you know all the music. Like, you need to do it. It's in you. So I'm like, nah, I heard him. Whatever. And then, um, my ex-boy, oh, Torey! Yeah, Tere. he me a uh, DJ board, like, two birthdays before I even even met this guy. So it, I already had a board. It yeah. was just collecting dust. I never did. Yeah. T- and then when he said that, I was like, dang, like, show you some board? And oh, then um, I went to another DJ set with him and his computer crashed in the middle of the DJ set. Oh my was, God, Carissa! And I was next to him in the booth, like, what happened? Like, the <laughs> <a> music <laughs> So I'm like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, and it was a full house. Everybody was like, no oh, music. Like, it's like, everybody's like, fix it. And then he was like i gotta i gotta go back to my crib and his house was only like two blocks away mm-hmm, but he was mm-hmm. like i got on my crib i gotta get my can you just like off your ox real quick chrisa please i'm like no sir no because it was yeah, a yeah, whole house yeah, it wasn't yeah. even like hokey it was like if i play something everybody's gonna boo me right right like there's a <laughs> line outside people can't get in type like it was a party So mm, oh. he was like was like please Took that ox oh, I'll never God. forget my first song was I'm Sprung by T Pain. <laughs> and it all went up the whole I'm Sprung. Like, everybody was lit. <laughs> and like from there, I just started playing different songs, playing different songs. Nobody even noticed that the DJ booth wasn't working. Well, like right. they didn't notice because I was using like the fade and like changing it right before, like you know? And so oh. people didn't notice. And he came back an hour later and it was still lit. And he was like, come over on Friday. And he taught me how to use my equipment. Now it's up, yeah. And my very first DJ set was with him. And he's like a major DJ, like top. Y'all, Aunt Blue Jr. I'm plugging it right now. Okay, come on Aunt Blue Jr. Ever, best international DJ ever. He's amazing. And he hates when I do this, but I really just am so inspired. Like I would have never been a DJ if it wasn't for Blue. Yeah, yeah, oh my God. Your story
0: is a definition of sometimes things got to go wrong to go right. Because, wow. If his computer didn't crash, I wouldn't to do it. Like, really?
1: The the best thing about, well, not the best thing, but the hardest thing about DJ is the crowd reaction, bro. Yeah, right. You are not prepared for people to hate you. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Uh uh-uh. I've never been through that, thank God. But, like, I've been to places where everybody's looking at the DJ like, uh, nah, yeah, and I hate when that happens. I really hate it for that DJ every time. So, like, I feel like I had, I, I knew that I could use the board. I knew that the music selection was within me, and I knew that Blue was right when he told me I really should. Yeah. But I didn't have the confidence to really get up in front of a full house of 300 people. Yeah. And play a song that I, I wanted to hear. It. Like, I, <laughs> like, like, you know, so it was really cool. But Blue's one of those people that really inspired me because he plays anything. Like Blue plays like the wee song in the middle of a party. Like, you know, the Yes. Do, uh-huh. do, 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 do. like but like we're all like, no way. And like you right. don't really play it. And we all be in a party, like, mm, okay. <laughs> like, it's just cool. Some like sometimes he'll play the like iPhone ringtone in the middle of his set. Like, what? He just right. he doesn't care if you want to hear it or not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think it's so
0: interesting because I think you've learned and you're sharing here with us that like sometimes you gotta hit rock bottom to know that like the only way to go is up mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. oh my gosh so freaking inspiring so Krista tell us who has been your favorite client that you've styled and favorite DJ set
1: <sighs> okay favorite <laughs> client that I've ever styled ooh got it. that's a good one I don't know. I would say my favorite client that I've ever styled was probably Kiki. Mm. But it was because Kiki was so, like... Like, I feel like I knew her because I grew up yeah, with her. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was like... I don't know. Bella was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I get to... Oh, my God, because she's yeah. so much bigger than me. And then Cardi was like, oh, my God, because I watch you on TV, so much bigger than me. Yeah. But Kiki was like like styling Raven Simone or something like oh oh my god like it felt like home almost Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. because she's my age and she's really super down to earth like nothing about her was diva at all super cool super open like literally we were having like Kiki's girl talk super like sharing our secrets like it was just very sweet I loved working with Kiki she was so down to earth and the fact that she even like let us stay the night because we had to hurry up and get ready for something was Mm -hmm. like you know, like, who does that? Right, right. You don't have to do that. Like, at the end of the day, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, see you in the morning, babe. Like, right. right. <laughs> but she was like, no, 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 like, you can stay. Um, so that was cool. She got us a room. Oh, my gosh. So oh really, really loved Kiki. She's super down to earth, super sweet, super, like, actually real. What you see is what you get. No mm-hmm, surprise. Mm-hmm, like. mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that her mom is everywhere, everything she, she does. Is she? Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Everywhere we went, her mom was there. Love her mom. Oh, hey, mom. Hey, Kiki's mom. Yeah. All right. Favorite DJ set. Favorite DJ set. My favorite DJ set was my first one. Wow. Like and this said. was after after the this one you was like official, official. No, before the pandemic. 2019. That was my first one. Oh, wow. So with, yeah, was this before day. you started working with Aunt Blue Aunt Blue was my first DJ set. <laughs> wow my first DJ set was fire like it wasn't even like yeah oh my god I have to get into the group it was amazing if anything like the set was good but my what is it like my energy wasn't there it was like the set was really good but I was so focused on not messing up that you Mm -hmm. like just don't Mm -hmm. listen to the music like yeah but now I can really like sip talk like move dance with it turn the thing like I could never do that before (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah, that was my favorite set because that was the set that showed me like, oh, you're a DJ, babe. Come like, on. Yeah, so that was good. Now I think my next step in being a DJ is um um the mic. Come on. I'm not, I'm not a mic you're, girl. Yeah, yeah the, but I want to get light. on the mic because it really does make a difference when you're yeah, on
0: yeah, yeah. 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 Krista, do you ever feel um, I guess, like, discouraged because DJing is a male-dominant kind of field. Never. Never bother you? Never?
1: Never. Well, first of all, I love boys. Period. Period. <laughs> like, I love boys. I've, I've always been a girl with guy friends. Like, hate to be that. I know the girls hate that girl. But, like, that, that's who I am. guy friends. Yeah. Like, she's so pick me. Like, no, in real life, like, growing up, my mom will tell you, like, I don't even think I had my first girl best friend till high school. Mm, but I've mm. always been running around with the boys. That's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. like, that's no problem for me. Love it. I always love being the girl of the group. It's okay. But one thing I will say is, like, it's an advantage. Yeah, it is. Me. Yeah. Like, true. I don't see it as, like, oh my God, all these boys. Like, I walk in, like, now I can play with the girls on here. Right. So, like, yeah. And all the yeah. girls want to, I mean, all the guys want is for the girls to dance. Right. So, like, right. you can't be up there playing, like, Key Glock after dog. Oh, right, right. After Gucci <laughs> after like, yeah, we like that too. But like we wanna hear the right. Megan Nicolato, the, lotto, the yeah. City Girl, yeah. the like, you know, like get into some doja. Like Oof. give us something. Yeah. 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 don't they don't get feminine enough for me. Like, and like I'm like blue in a sense that like I'm like blue likes to play stuff like memes and like, you know, like oh, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes like recently in the middle of my set, I played um Vegas, like what? Uh-huh. Vegas, baby. Uh-huh. Like I played that, <laughs> and like all the guy DJs around me, and like the club promoter. Everybody was like, "Bro, turn this off!" Like what? Like you know, like on me. Yeah. Like no, like this ain't it. This ain't it, girl. Them girls was like, "I wanna ride, I wanna ride." Yeah. Like, and then everybody was looking <laughs> at me like, "Wait." And like, yeah, okay, yeah, let me process, right, 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 right. I know my girls. Like, yeah. yeah, she knows the girls. Know yeah. the girls. Y'all don't know what we want to hear, but I know. <laughs> like, so you love, love that.
0: that. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. I think you talked um about working with style or excuse me, working with talent that has an open mind. And I kind of think this is sort of the same concept. Mm-hmm. Like being with you know audiences and um club promoters, other DJs who have an open mind, I'm sure make it. Um, you know, a lot easier. But Krista, living in the big city, how do you navigate being an editor, editor, a stylist, a designer, a DJ? Like, do you ever feel like, and I think you touched on this in the beginning, like, do you ever feel like you're doing too many things?
1: Yes. Every. Yes right every
0: now. day <laughs> i wasn't expecting that
1: every day all the time like literally like people ask me, like how do you balance like, i don't yeah yeah i don't like yesterday i had a dj set and i was editing some girl's beauty story for Teen vogue in the middle of my dj set like but luckily it was one of those wow. like corporate mixers like it was like a holiday party or something yeah but i really only had to press play wait for that song to end, press uh-huh, play. Uh-huh. <laughs> I took that as my advantage. Like, I'm about to get this thing edited. So I was just editing in the midst of that. And then sometimes, like, I'm on a call in an Uber on my way to somewhere. Like, it never ends. I don't eat. Like, my showers are, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> like, it's bad. I don't have a makeup routine. Never will. Like, I don't have the time for it at all. Girl, like, you don't need makeup. <laughs> Girl, that's what I'm saying. Care. The Beauty, look, beauty, editor, skincare. Okay, okay. You know skincare. what? I don't know about the beauty, but I can get. Okay, skincare. I can do
0: skincare, and one or the other works for you. Yeah. You know <laughs> what? Um, you talked about you know your love for reading. Right now, I'm reading Gabrielle Union's second book. Um, oh. you got anything stronger? But anyway, she talked about what you talked about is balance, and she said she doesn't believe that balance exists. Like there, she said there's no such thing as balance. She said you just kind of figure it out. Like you just figure out what works best for you. I mean, I have a friend who uses the word harmonize, like it, it, things mm-hmm. work in harmony. There's no such thing as balance, mm-hmm. um, especially because when you have so many you know, things happening, so many things going on. Um, but, you know, I think now is a time, you know, in our age to to live that life so that, you know, we can work hard now, play hard later. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: Girl, I, I want to team vote so bad. And it's funny because everybody keeps saying, like, why? Like your freelance life was lit. Like. You were paying your bills doing everything you was doing yeah yeah but i don't know i'm one of i'm i'm a corporate girl at heart i've never been somebody who wanted to be freelance it just kind of happened happened yeah but Mm -hmm. i like stability i'm a taurus i need a schedule i need (laughs) to know what time is happening right I get paid like yes. when is my next meeting like yeah. yeah I don't I don't like the whole like oh I just made this much last week and I'm waiting to get another job yeah no. mm-hmm. so Um, And then on top of that, I needed a job that was going to pay for my other jobs. Like, now I have a source of income that now I can put into best case scenario. Like, now all my DJ gigs can pay my rent. And now all the styling gigs on the side, like, it's like things, like you said, they're working in harmony. Things are just happening. Yeah. But it definitely, like, oh, man, it took a lot to get here. I'm happy to be here. But like I said, like living in New York is crazy and stressful. And I feel like Team Vogue gives me that yeah, like it was really hard and really hectic and really crazy at first. But now that I always have something to fall back on, I can say no to stuff now.
0: Yeah, I was
1: never able to say like, actually, I don't need that two thousand. Yeah, like oh, we got to like, I just turned down a DJ set because it was three hours away and they were paying me like twenty five hundred dollars for a set. The old me would have been like, yeah, what? I gotta do, I gotta like, it. Out. I need that. Yeah. That's my rent for next month and the month after. Like. No, I actually don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) Like, now I can focus on something else. Like, yeah, so it's nice now that I can, like, turn things down. I have more time. I can manage my time way better. And especially being senior, because now I don't really report to anyone. So it's like I'm on my own time. Everybody's on my time. It works out. (laughs) I love that.
0: Oh, senior, I don't have to report to anyone. I'm on my own time. We love that. Yeah, but honestly,
1: you know what is like like braggadocious I guess that might sound in real life I was so shocked like it, it's taking a lot of getting used to because I'm so used to being the assistant or yeah. mm. you know something freelancer or something like that so now when I have ideas and I pitch them everybody's like Krista you don't stop pitching stuff to us you're the it. senior yeah yeah they're oh. like do it like stop bouncing ideas do it the girls are <laughs> Get yeah, is taking some getting used to being the boss. Good for you. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Which so, is initially what? why I got fired from L because I was working what? with what people mean? my age. So I wasn't good at being the boss. Mm. I was like, you know, I had to tell them what to do. But yeah. they're my friends, they're on the same level. Yeah. So I was like a little too lenient there. But, and, get used but to like it. I said, things go wrong to go right because from that job, oh, I'm. <laughs> I'm the uh, boss. Uh, uh, it is very much boss now. I yeah. definitely know how to tell you what needs to be done and what time. And if it's not, then I'm sorry for you. Uh, yeah, I love
0: that. I love that, baby. Get used to it. Get used to it. Crystal, yeah, a- what do you want people to know about you? Like, what impact do you want to have?
1: Uh, I want my impact to be Honesty. I want to be honest in my role, like even I mean, with everything I do, like I'll keep it short because I know I can go. <laughs> but let's say like one by one DJing. I want to be honest in the sense like I already do this. I feel like that's why a lot of people really like me as a DJ, because I'm going to play the new stuff. I'll play the old stuff, too, whatever but I'm gonna play that one song that nobody has the guts to play. Like, uh-huh. I'm gonna play like, what like, what's the old song we used to like? Like, I don't sell Molly no more. Uh-huh. Like Nobody listens to that no more. Yeah. Nobody yeah. plays that. That's not uh-huh. even like an old classic. That's like something that happened. Yeah, you know, you and it was gone. We don't talk gone. about Conan anymore, <laughs> you know? But like, I'm the one that's like, I got the gas. And everybody's like, know that you missed that song right right nobody's playing it yeah and I'll play like take you home by Lil bow wow like yeah like something like remember we used to really like before it was lame to be lame I mean yeah you know I just don't worry about being cool I'm not trying to be cool ever yeah and I feel like that's the thing that makes me like really most honest like When I'm DJing, I'm going to play a Kid Cudi song. I really don't care if y'all don't like Kid Cudi. (laughs) I like Kid Cudi and it's like three other people in here that know this song. (laughs) And I'll get back to Lil Wayne in a minute. Like, I'm going to play Lil Baby in a minute. Like, let me just get this off. So I really like that um, about DJing, like that little piece of honesty that I like. That like, yeah, I'm a little nerdy girl that listens to like, (laughs) like in my spare time and i'll mix it with little baby and you're gonna be mad yeah like i don't care i'm gonna be honest about it like it's djing is self-expression i'm not playing it for you like you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like that with djing and then with my brand like i told you like i really want to take the pressure off and just like show people that like it's really not that deep like If you said that your shirt is pants, it can be.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Your shirt can be pants. Yeah. Like, it's up to you, like, whatever. So that's why I made that. And then. Um, I also like, whatever, I'm just gonna show you the hat. I meant hat. (laughs) And um, it's funny because I'm so proud of myself because usually I'm a girl that's like very, I need a second opinion all the time. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to get out of that. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's why this job happened to me too, because I'm so, won't do it unless everybody thinks I should do it. Like, So I literally had this hat, I've been sitting on it. I wasn't gonna post it, wasn't gonna drop it. And then Rihanna during her pregnancy, I think she wore one of like a bedazzle hat just like it and i was like oh now all the brands are about to do are right, but I right. Of the trend. so i gotta trust myself but um okay. yeah remember like the little china store i mean not china store canal street hats that are like bedazzled they say like uh-huh. Bitch uh-huh. or sexy or uh-huh. i love jesus with the bedazzle uh-huh. very tacky, yeah. terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm into them. And, like, lately I've been wearing them a lot and I get so many compliments and I just can't believe y'all won't go to Canastry and get a $9 hat. Right, so right. Girl, go get one. Mm. But they don't have the confidence to do it. And that's mm. what I mean by it's not that deep. Like, if you like it, wear it. Right. So, like, I made one. And <laughs> it says, I love drama. And I think, yes. it's, like, I think it's perfect because it's just, like, we're just literally creating these dramatic situations in our head when we're getting dressed. You are. Who like it, who mm-hmm. will like it. And like, girl, you might be the only person on the block with a bedazzle hat and right. inspire somebody to do mm-hmm. what they want. Like, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to drop it. It's going to be really fun. Yes. But that's what I mean, again, by honesty, transparency through all of my different mediums and even at team vogue like i want to start conversations that other brands are afraid to have Mm -hmm. like one of my biggest um projects or write-ups that i'm working on at team vogue hasn't dropped yet so okay okay Um, (laughs) but yeah i'm about to write about black luxury
0: and how everybody Mm
1: -hmm. is throwing around the terminology black luxury but it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. there's no such thing as black luxury there's only luxury Mm. And I feel like Black luxury is trying to simplify it, trying to dumb it down. Mm. And like, you know, basically saying that like a Black designer has an obligation to a lower price point mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just not the truth. Oh, I like, to
0: me. Yeah. We want to
1: coexist with the big brands too. Right. Like we have to dumb ourselves down and name it Black luxury. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's luxury. Black yeah. people are luxury. It's right. like, the issue. So yeah, that's like that. something that I feel like all these brands like yes we're being inclusive now all the magazines are talking about 25 black owned designers to support or like you can support black designers here you can like nobody's talking about how it's really not a separate sector like let's not do that and embrace everyone everybody yeah yeah. we just want the same respect we don't want to be treated special yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like yeah that's what i'm going to write about because nobody's saying it but everybody's thinking it and i think that's what team is doing yeah team bug we're that. gonna
0: write what you're thinking okay we're gonna write what you think, thinking or not thinking but you're gonna hear it you're gonna yeah you yeah. gonna, gonna read it you're gonna read it i love that chris tell us that. where we can find you follow your journey where we
1: can get some best case scenario hats that's about to drop all that good stuff all right so you can follow me at alistkariz on instagram um that's a-l-i-s-t-k-a-r-i-s-s um and yeah, that was just me speaking into existence, girl. I decided I was A list. Uh, come on, A list. <laughs> and, and, yes. Yeah, it's funny though, because people from my high school now call me A list, like never even met New York me and just go with it. Like I love yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, now I never hear Carissa. Everybody calls me A list. Like that's okay. My name. Shout out to A list. Yeah, so you can follow me there on Twitter and Instagram. And um, my website is in my bio that has all my mixes, every published write-up I ever did, everything I ever styled, my first fashion film, everything's there. Any press that I was featured in is there. And um, my brand is bestcasescenario.nyc. You can go www.bestcasescenario.nyc.
0: Yeah. Carissa said link your bio okay yeah <laughs> all the links in my
1: bio all Instagram, the links in the bio go to my Instagram and it'll take you everywhere you need to go so
0: yeah uh this has been so enlightening even for me like I love I'm definitely gonna keep I know I was like we don't even really
1: talk so this no, is
0: good right 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 and this is this is so enlightening for me I think I love that the the quote that things have to go wrong when things go wrong they go better yeah, um, I love that. Uh, that that's going to speak to me over the next couple of weeks. So I love that. Krista. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on X Podcast and dropping these gems and sharing your story and inspiring me and my listeners. I'm so grateful.
1: Yeah, and best luck to you. Thank you. you blow up and I'm excited. Yes,
0: honey. We, we all try to blow up. So I'm definitely going to, you know, continue, you know, watching your journey. It's been so exciting to see you flourish when I, when I was planning Um, season two you were like one of the first people I had to talk to I had to interview I was like oh I have to talk to Carissa and then when you were promoted I was like "Oh, this is even better like <laughs> I think what really inspired me was when you DJed
1: at was it Princeton oh my god yes Princeton yeah that, that was the one I was about to say
0: was my favorite one too like Princeton, Princeton really... that and then um, and I was like I was like showing everybody like, look at Carissa uh, I was like oh I'm going to school with her and um and Can when you started, uh, Jade Jada oh. J- that and when you started, um Jada Jada up. yes I was like "Oh, I gotta talk to Carissa I have to talk to Carissa cause you are yeah. And Jada Waiter was another, like, you know what? That's the person. That was your favorite? That was yeah. actually your favorite? Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't want to mention it because I was like, okay, well, maybe Kiki was the favorite. But Girl, I be real. I, I don't know. I know. I know. But you, I was like, oh, I got to turn to Carissa. Yes.
1: Yeah, Jada was fun. Jada was fun. Jada was open. I really liked that mm-hmm. about her. I didn't expect it because, you know, like, the Atlanta fashion scene. I'm from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So the Atlanta fashion scene, I already knew, like, if he get a little too crazy, no, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. He put her in feathers and chains and oh. glue and she didn't care. She was down. Yes. That. Yeah, Jada has oh. a fashion sense. Oh,
0: uh, okay. Well, thank you so much again, Carissa. We're getting ready to end this episode and thank you to everybody who tuned in. Um, I hope you were inspired and caught some of the jams that Carissa was dropping um, and be sure to follow her, keep up with her journey and We'll catch y'all on the next episode. Let me get
1: the mic. I mean, i got something
0: to <laughs> say. Uh, Ooh, hey. I like that. No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj.